0: Be Rad Podcast is brought to you by MoFo, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, Mind-Blowing Nut Butter Blend, now available on Amazon. Bala Enzyme, electrolyte and triple enzyme recovery drink mix. Paleo Valley, nutrient-rich, ancestral-inspired health products. Buy optimizers, performance supplements like magnesium, probiotics, and more, and BRAD Whey Protein Superfuel coming soon. Stay tuned for details. And please visit bradkerns.com to check out my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance with great discounts for listeners. And here we go with the show.
1: If they don't have what you're delegating, higher on their values than you. And if they're not skilled more than you, don't hire them. But if you do something that's not inspiring to you and you feel challenges are constantly bombarding you, you have distress and your illness quotient goes up. Nobody has the same two set of values. So if you don't know what it is, you'll be easily swayed by the world and the herd around you, the collective authority.
0: You've heard me talk about the unique toxin-free skincare company Beauty Counter, and I want to highlight a particular product I love called the Clean Dio. It's a -a one-of-a-kind deodorant that neutralizes odor and absorbs sweat to keep you feeling fresh all day. And it's made without aluminum, which is a big concern as this chemical, common in commercial antiperspirants, blocks your pores from sweating. It interferes with you sweating out toxins and body cooling, and it's been implicated with increased risk of breast cancer and Alzheimer's. The Clean Dio glides on smoothly without leaving that white aluminum residue. And it comes in natural, not chemical, natural scents like coconut, sequoia, lavender, or rose. And it's made with clean ingredients, things you can pronounce like baking soda, coconut oil, shea butter, and beeswax. These help you naturally absorb wetness and neutralize odor without chemicals. And the recycled plastic container is refilled what a great idea i have made the switch away from chemical antiperspirants to natural deodorant forever and i encourage you to check this out because it's a major health category think about it you're using deodorant every day putting it on a very porous area of your skin hey i know you're going to love the clean deo i really want you to try it so bad here's what i'm going to do go to beautycountercom slash Kearns and place your order for the clean Dio and I will send you your first refill for free for free. Just email me a copy confirmation of your order to podcast at bradventures.com and we will kick you out a free refill. So go to beautycounter.com/ brad Kearns order the clean Dio. Add that yellow bottle of vitamin C skin serum. I love that product too. And we will send you a refill of clean Dio. See ya at Beauty Counter. Hey listeners, you know we've had some very high powered guests and shows on this podcast before, and I've had some enthusiastic intros, but get ready for another one. Oh my gosh, it's going to knock your socks off. It's a brilliant exploration in finding your life purpose from world-renowned human behavior expert, Dr. John Demartini, the one and only. I promise you in a few minutes, you will be drawn in as he shares technology. It's behavior technology that can change your life the stuff that comprises what he calls the Martini Method. He's been teaching this for decades, and it starts with determining what you truly value in your life. And this is something that we are surprisingly deficient in. We have our head down, grinding through day after day, and boy, it's going to wake you up. You're going to learn about a wonderful tool at his website that I'm participating in. It's a free analysis comprised of 13 questions, take you about a half an hour, and you can take this quiz for free, and you will help determine your life purpose and your calling. Uh, it's extremely thought-provoking, it's extremely impactful, and I think it's going to uh, stop you in your tracks. Uh, I want to give you a quick overview of what the show is all about. It's pretty fast moving. I think it's going to be one of those that you're going to want to listen to uh, two or three times. But basically, what's going on in, in modern life, crazy, hectic pace of modern life, is you create internal conflict with your authentic self when you traffic in thoughts and phrases like, I need to, I should, I have to do this. These things require motivation. And guess what? As we've heard from uh, many other guests and is becoming rising to popularity, this idea that motivation and willpower are turning out to be flimsy and unreliable resources to get stuff done and to live the life of your dreams and in alignment with your highest values and purpose. So, instead, what Martini is going to urge you to do is ask yourself What do you spontaneously do every day that brings you joy and requires no motivation? This is what you value most highly and what you must pursue in order to live life as your authentic self rather than be just following along in the pack. And if you like memorable quotes, oh my gosh, this is the show for you. I was burning through sticky notes like crazy. I just want to give you a couple tidbits, give him a brief bio. And then Dr. John can take it away. Uh, How about this? Fill your days with high priority actions or they'll become filled with low priority distractions. Another, if you don't empower your life, other people will overpower you. If you aren't living according to your highest values, you succumb to distraction and instant gratification. Oh boy, isn't that the tale of modern life with all our penchant for instant gratification? and constant entertainment, distraction, and getting pulled away from what really gives us purpose and long-term satisfaction and fulfillment instead of instant gratification. Yes, we are on the verge of listening to Dr. John Martini, an internationally published author, global educator, and founder of The Martini Method. He shares life, business, financial, relationship, and leadership empowerment strategies and empowerment tools that have stood the test of time. Uh, one of his books, he's written over 40 books, Uh, What one was called The Breakthrough Experience became a number one bestseller. He was in the movie The Secret. He's been featured in documentaries, and he shares a little bit about his extremely difficult upbringing and the challenges that he faced with learning disabilities and so forth. Didn't learn to read until he was 18 years old, uh, had some life or death battles, and he overcame all those and became uh, immersed into teaching and studying that he's been doing uh, for decades. I think you're going to love this guy. The audio was a little glitchy at times because he was coming to us from his home on that famous cruise ship that cruises nonstop around the world, the luxury cruise ship. And that's where he lives now. Pretty awesome, huh? So I bring to you from somewhere on the oceans of the planet, Dr. John D. Martini. Dr. John D. Martini, I'm so glad to join you. It's been really exciting to learn about you and binge on the fantastic podcast, The D. Martini Show. And now we are here talking live and sharing it with the listeners. So, boy, there's so much to talk about. You have such an amazing background. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. Uh,
0: I especially like the, um, uh, the the call to jump over to your website that you, uh, you talk about on the podcast and, and do those um, take advantage of those free tools. So, maybe we should start with Um, you know, how you can help people when you when you jump over there and do that that small ask to go hit your Johndmartini.com.
1: Well, on my website, drdmartini.com, there is a determine your values exercise, a questionnaire that millions of people have done, not necessarily on that website, but I've I've taken people through that many years. That assist people in prioritizing their life and structuring their life where they're intrinsically driven instead of having to be motivated. Encourage people. I've, I've got people in governments and people in corporations and people are celebrities and all kinds of people and school systems using it. And it really is a simple exercise, 13 questions that can help you discern. The real priority is that your life is demonstrating, not necessarily the things you think it is. I mean, I've been doing it 44 years, value determination processes, and and it's a useful little tool. A lot of guidance counselors use it to help people find the school path and the educational path they're on and career path. And many people use it when they're hiring people or they're inspiring teams and companies, or they want to have more resilience or ability to have the ability to change an environment. But this tool is a very useful tool to determine what your real mission and real highest values and really priorities in life are. So you can learn to delegate lower priority things to empower your life. So I I would encourage people to go to drdmartini.com and just do a complimentary private 30 minute questionnaire. I'm absolutely certain it'll be worth the time.
0: Well, I love that contrast between intrinsic drive instead of. Having to rely on motivation. And we've heard so much about motivation our whole lives about how important it is. You got to get motivated. Come on, everybody, let's get motivated and and, and do a great workout or or study hard or whatever our our focus is. But uh, now it's appearing that motivation and willpower are relatively flimsy tools compared to uh, the other stuff. So maybe we can dig further into the compare and contrast there.
1: Yes. Every human being lives by a set of priorities a set of values, things that are most to least important in their life. Whenever they are doing what's highest on their value, they're spontaneously inspired to fulfill those. That's like the young boy who loves his video games. He doesn't need to be motivated to do his video games. But things lower on your values, on the hierarchy of values, you'll require extrinsic motivation, like getting the boy to do his chores, homework, or clean his room. So you'll use reward and punishment mechanisms extrinsically for things low, but things that are high, really intrinsically driving you, you spontaneously love doing. I love spontaneously teaching and researching. Nobody has to motivate me to do that. If you need to be motivated to do what you say is important, what you say is important isn't really important. And motivation is a symptom, never a solution for maximizing human potential. So I'm not a promoter, I'm not a motivational speaker, Mm -hmm. that's using persuasion, rhetorical persuasion to get people to do something that's not inspiring to them. I'm interested in finding out what inspires intrinsically an individual and help them structure their life so they can live an inspired life.
0: Is it that simple where we can just try to examine what we spontaneously enjoy or are called to do every day? And then sort of try to tread down that path because oftentimes we're discouraged from that and uh, we need to get a grip on reality and we need to uh, buck up and go uh, punch the clock.
1: Well, if you want to live as a drone, if you want to fit in, (laughs) you want to be part of the herd, you want to be part of the sheep, I guess that's fine. That's perfectly fine. And there's a great percentage of people that choose to do that. But if you want to be, make a difference, you want to stand out, you want to be the square peg in a round hole as, as a misfit, as Steve Jobs said, um, and be an unborrowed visionary instead of a borrowed visionary, um, then finding out what you really value intrinsically is a great starting point. I have, I've asked millions of people uh, about their values, and I would say that a great percentage of the population don't know what they are. They mm. think they do. I'll give an example. I was speaking to about 5,000 people at a success summit in Johannesburg a few years back. And I asked here at this success summit, how many of you would love to be financially independent? And every hand went up and some feet went up in the air. And uh, so 5,000 people rallied and put their hands up, one, two hands or a foot in a hand. And uh, I said, great. And then I asked, how many of you are financially independent? Will your passive income exceed your active income need? And um, all the hands went down just about. All but seven in the room of 5,000 people. Now, this was a general audience to the populace, not a group of executives. So a majority of people said they want to be financially independent, but they weren't. So what they fantasize about, what their life was demonstrating, were two different things. And then I asked them, if you... $10 million to a check for $10 million, and you had 60 seconds to decide what you would do with that $10 million, I want you on a piece of paper to write down in 60 seconds what you would do if I gave you $10 million right now. And I said, on your mark, get set, go. Write down exactly what you would do with that $10 million, every penny of it. And you got 10 things you would do with it, Right, the 10 things you would do with that $10 million. And they quickly, in 60 seconds, wrote as fast as they could those 10 things. And then I had them turn to the person to the right of them and have them summarize what they had spent their money on to see how much of that was still an asset that was going to grow and give them a, a passive income. And 20 to 80% of the people, in the, well, 20 to 80% of what they wrote was buying consumables that depreciated in value, which eroded the potential for them ever to be financially independent. So what they say they want, financial independence is not what their life demonstrates. What their life demonstrates is they want immediate gratifying consumables and live the lifestyle of the rich and famous instead of actually boringly have wealth-building assets working pastorally for them. And people don't know what their values are many times. They live in a fantasy of injected values from outer authorities. And so that's why this exercise on the website is an eye-opener, I'm certain.
0: Now, oh, how did we get to that point where we've even drifted away from a, a crystal-clear uh, interpretation of our values in, in, in day-to-day life?
1: Well, there, there's six there, There's a series of value determinants that i've I've written down. The first one is space. If you look at your space, you have proxemics. You have your most intimate space, which is around a foot and a half around you. You have your personal space, which is about a four foot. You got your social space and your public space, and social space up to about 10, 12 feet, and then public space. And if you look, anything that's valuable, you keep in your personal and intimate space all within reach. Anything that's not valuable, you push away. It's called proximal and distal. And so if you look at what you keep around your personal space, look at where you spend most of your time, and look at that space. And you will find that you're filling things that are valuable to you, and you won't want those things to get away. You want them within reach, and so you look carefully what your what your life demonstrates valuable to you by looking at your space. The second thing you do is you look at your time. You find time, make times that are valuable to you. You run out of time, don't want to spend time on things that aren't. So you look also <laughs> at what you're really spending your time doing. Mm there's There's thirteen of these. Those are the first two. The next one is energy. The things that you do that are absolutely high on your values energizes you and you have more energy after doing them than when you started. If you're doing something low on your value, you take act touch you down and you get drained. So doing something high on your value, your energy goes up. So you look at what is it that energizes you, that you always have energy to do. And the next one is money. You find money, make money, spend money and get money for things that are valuable to you. You run out of money, don't want to spend money, and don't want to pay for things that aren't. So if you look carefully at your life, your money, your hierarchy of values will dictate your financial destiny. So those are four of 13 questions that I have on the website that you answer three answers to, and then you summate them, and then you discover what is most repeated in the answers. And the thing that's repeated most is highest on the value down to least. but you might say it makes you look at no wonder I'm doing what I'm doing and getting the results I have in life because the hierarchy of your values is dictating your destiny and how you perceive decide and act all your decisions are based on it
0: so I guess this uh, can largely apply to one's career path or uh, career crossroads but I guess it also um, can apply to how you spend your personal time, your hobbies, your circle of socials, and everything else.
1: Exactly. Every every aspect of your life is influenced by your values. Like I said, I've been studying it 44 years. I've been teaching for almost 50. And 44 years, I've been studying this topic. And I wrote a book called The Values Factor for that purpose. And um, I am absolutely certain that how you perceive your world, how you filter your reality, there's an area in your brain in the thalamus called the pulvinar nuclei. It's the top end of the reticular activating system. And as sensory information comes into the brain, it filters through this nuclei through nerve conduction. And certain things are deleted from going up to the cortex to the conscious level. And some are offshot onto the amygdala for survival responses. And we literally filter our reality according to our value structure. Our attentions our retentions of information, our imagination, and our intentions are expressed based on our values. And it's quite intriguing. So knowing what they are is allowing you to know where you're going to excel, where you're going to be spontaneously creative, where you're going to wake up your genius, where you're going to actually expand who you are most effectively. The ancient Greeks knew how important this was. They made a study of it called teleology which is a study of meaning and purpose because it reflects what's highest on your value, which is called telos, the highest value, the most distant end in in our uh, goals in life. So this is the most significant thing we can discover about our life because if we can find that, prioritize our life, fill our day with the highest priority actions to fulfill it and delegate everything else, we're on our way to having an inspired life.
0: Yeah, you talk about delegating a lot in the podcast, and it gives me so much uh, cause for reflection because I work uh, in my own uh, in my own direction, you know, self-employed. But I also uh, have a team around me, and there's a constant, uh, you know, there's a constant opportunity for decisions every day for what you're going to handle and what you can possibly delegate. And I think it's a big struggle for many people because. Uh, I, I think you've said this too on your shows. Uh, yes, of course you can do it better than um, the, the person that you have to hire and, and train and then sit back and watch and and make sure they don't screw it up, uh, but we we still have to uh, trend in that direction if we want to reach the highest expression of our talent. So how do we navigate that battle between de- knowing what to delegate, delegating correctly or uh, making a bigger mess?
1: If the person that you're hiring To delegate to, if they don't have what you're delegating higher on their values than you, and if they're not skilled more than you, don't hire them. (laughs) Mm. Because if you're having to motivate them to do something, because it's not intrinsically something they're driven to do, and they don't have skills and mastery of it, you're going to end up hiring Z people instead of A people, and you're going to end up having to micromanage them, push them a pill, and distract yourself from what you can be doing that produces way more income It doesn't cost to properly delegate. It costs to improperly delegate. So that's why thousands of companies are using this tool that I'm trying to refer people to go online to do. Because what they do is when they hire somebody, if they don't know what their values are, they're going to have a hard time discerning what to hire. People don't go to work for the sake of a company. They go to work to fulfill what they value most. If they don't see how the job description that they're about to do in a company is going to help them fulfill their values, they're not going to be engaged, nor inspired, nor creative, nor innovative doing that job. But the second you get them where they can see how the job duties match their values, you don't have to micromanage them. You don't have to motivate them. You don't need to do anything. They're intrinsically driven according Mm -hmm. to their highest values. So that's why it's a screening process. I'm telling their companies right now, that won't hire people without going to this website and having them fill that out and then going through it with them because it's so useful. I also know that there are companies that are leading people through values, training people through values, inspiring teams through values, managing people through values, selling through values, negotiating through values, change management processes through values guiding them in their career path through values. There's so many applications to it. It's worth the time.
0: Hmm. Right. So what we're looking for is an optimal fit. And it strikes me that today, uh, more than any other time, we have a great opportunity to connect and find just the right person that we've been looking for because they probably have a, a, a message up on the, uh, on the internet uh, job resource that says, I love doing this. And then you find them and you guys are a winning team.
1: Well, if the person's not doing what they love and loving what they do, they're going to be burdened. They're going to end up being bored or burned out. They're going to end up being distracted easily. Anytime an individual's not living by their highest values, the unfulfillment that occurs puts them into their amygdala for immediate gratification, impulse. Oh compulse. And what that does is it makes them want to easily be distracted by impulses and instincts. So they're living in a thing where they're going online and getting distracted, or they're going for a coffee break, getting distracted, eating sugars, food, or whatever. These are all symptoms of an unengaged individual. When somebody's fully engaged, they don't live to eat. They eat to live. They eat to perform. When they're fully engaged, they don't want to take a break. They're too engaged. They're too inspired to want to stop. You want to surround yourself with people that are inspired and are in the A game, not down below. You don't ever want to hire somebody to totally train. You want somebody that's got a history. This is what they dreamed about doing. And then you can further train them for specifics. But if they don't have more knowledge than you, you're not going to surround yourself with somebody that's going to free you up. You're going to be sitting there having to micromanage and train them all
0: day long. And I'm thinking back to your your, um, incredibly... Long career timeline there, where you've been teaching this stuff for forty-four years, and it occurs to me in recent times with hyperconnectivity and the, the constant uh, potential we have now for diversion, frittering, entertainment, stimulation, instant gratification. Um, do you see some some trends in society that have uh, that have occurred whereby? you know, now we can fritter away our 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 days and our years and have these, this instant gratification pattern, not live in accordance with our highest values and just be, um, you know, more checked out than ever, but it's it sort of become commonplace.
1: Well, I learned a long time ago that if you don't fill your day with high priority actions that inspire you, it's designed to fill up with low priority distractions that don't. If you don't fill your day with challenges that inspire you, your day is going to fill up with challenges that don't. If you fill them with challenges that do inspire you, you get stress and you create an increased wellness quotient. But if you do something that's not inspiring to you and you feel challenges are constantly bombarding you, you have distress and your illness quotient goes up. So I'm a firm believer in filling your day with that. Anybody who does the thing on time management knows that if you don't fill your day with the highest priority things, unexpected things show up. And that applies also with money. If you don't take the money that Mm. you receive from your saving, I mean, from your income, and don't put it into assets immediately, you'll have an increased probability of unexpected bills come in to remind you that you're not prioritizing your money. And I prove that over and over again in thousands of companies. Because what people do is they think, well, when I when I get ahead, then I'll save. But it's the other way around. When you save, you get ahead. When you invest, you get ahead. When you manage money wisely, you get more money to manage because money circulates through the economy from those those who value it most and those who have the least order around it and those to those who have the most order and those that pay themselves last to those who pay themselves first.
0: Mm. It's a basic law of economics. Can you detail that quick quip there of paying yourself first? Yeah, because... uh,
1: Anybody who knows that it's just exactly like I was saying, you fill your day with high priority actions, it doesn't fill up with low priority distractions. If you put your money into high priority assets, it doesn't end up having an attracting unexpected bills that wipe out the money. Put it away first. I, I I've proven that in God knows how many clients. They they, they think, well, when I get extra, I'll save. No, nope. When you save, you get extra. Turn it around. I started doing that 40 years ago. I'm independently wealthy multiple times as a result of simply following that law.
2: well, it's
0: extremely sensible, and I don't think you're gonna to have too many um opposing views here so far, right? but I want to ask, um, what if we you know are are embracing the message uh we're buying into it? however, uh, there appears to be some some discord or disconnect with. Uh, where we sit right now in life, and um, if we're not independently wealthy, but we do believe in the power of saving and compounding interest and all these things, but it's just not happening. What do you suggest as a some steps the um, the person can take to kind of correct course and get more in alignment with um, the values in our head and the 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 behavior patterns that we engage in. and a special 5% discount for B Rad podcast listeners just visit mito red light mito redlight.com and use the code BRAD on any of their products go for it today and get started on your red light journey hey ladies you may have heard me talk about Gainswave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function, and maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gainswave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gainswave for her. of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free.
1: Well, what people do is they often compare themselves to others, put people on pedestals, minimize themselves, and the way values work in society, whoever has the most society, those values infiltrate down below to those that have less power. Therefore, if you don't empower your life, other people will overpower it. Hmm. And so the injected values of other people, when they come in, they'll hear them saying, I got to, I have to, I must, I should, I ought to, I'm supposed to, I need to, which are imperative languages. And whenever somebody says that, you know that they've got an outside authority whispering in their head, a superego, as Freud called it, telling them this is what they should do. And whenever they try to live by that, they've got an internal conflict between their authentic self, which is their highest value, and lower values that are to them lower values, but higher values to others that are being projected or that they're injecting in. So anytime you subordinate to outer authorities, you're going to cloud the clarity of your own calling and mission and purpose in life. And you're going to hold yourself back because you're going to lose your drive that's intrinsic and need motivation. Motivation, as I said, is a symptom. And it comes from subordination. And so many people subordinate and be other people and try to imitate other people. Monkey see, monkey do, a chameleon effect. And they try to be second at being somebody else instead of first at being their authentic self. And this is the key is that's why knowing what your highest value is and prioritizing your life and delegating lower priority things decreases the probability of brain offloading to other people that you give authority to. Einstein said, when you're a cat expecting to swim like a fish, you'll beat yourself up. Or if you're a fish expecting to climb a tree like a cat, you'll beat yourself up. But when you honor who you are, you'll end up growing and expanding and momentum buildingly achieved. So I'm a firm believer in prioritizing your daily life. Because if you don't, it's going to fill up with other things. Because everybody's getting up in the morning and dedicating their life to their fulfillment. And they're projecting that onto you. And if you don't know how to say no to them and say yes to your own, you're going to be distracted. And that distraction is a feedback to let you know you're not being authentic. So be, your authentic self revolves around what you value most. So giving yourself permission. When you have a very busy day filled with very high-priority things, it's easy to say no to other things and distractions. But if you don't, I guarantee distractions will dominate your life.
0: and a special 5% discount for B Rad podcast listeners just visit mito red light m i t o red Light.com and use the code brad on any of their products go for it today and get started on your red light journey hey ladies you may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function, and maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for Her. of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. Whew. Uh John, I'm running out of sticky notes because there's so many quotes coming out of your mouth. Man, it's it's incredible. The the one-liners that are unforgettable. Um one of them that's pretty powerful here is that we um we better watch out with our language when we um we're we're having this Pattern of saying I, I must do, I have to do, I should do, uh, because that leads us down this uh, undesirable path toward the need for motivation. But I think, uh, like you say, you're not a motivational speaker, but we get filled with a lot of this uh, fluff these days, especially because we have the the, the internet to to really pound us. Um, but you know, they're they're kind of turning us into these um, these these beasts that are. Um, you know, needing to be filled with motivation every day because we have all these shoulds and needs and have-to's that society has projected upon us uh to determine or, or to 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 allow us to be uh happy and um all the things that are promised with consumerism and all the all the messaging.
1: Well, uh, I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own. Soul. <laughs> my authentic self. You know, if you want to be an unborrowed visionary, it takes walking a unique path. Your hierarchy of values are unique to you. They're like a fingerprint. Nobody has the same two set of values. So if you don't know what it is, you'll be easily swayed by the world and the herd around you, the collective authority. And Kohlberg, in his moral development stages, said that there is punishment reward is the lowest level of morality. The second one is subordinating to individual authorities, mommies, daddies, preachers, teachers. Then there's the collective authority of the peer pressure of the community, the city, the state, or the nation. And uh, finally, there's transcendence when you realize that you need to contribute to the world and you're not here to subordinate to anyone. You're here to shine and share what's inspiring to you with world around you in a way that feeds their values, not sacrifices yours, but helps them fulfill theirs. You know, I love teaching. I love researching. That's what I do. I, I only teach research and write. Everything else is delegated. I haven't driven a car in 32 years, I haven't cooked since I was 24. I don't do low party things because every time you do lower party things, you devalue yourself. And every time you do high party things, you value yourself. And when you value yourself, so is the world. The world's a reflection of what's going on inside you. So wisdom is prioritization, delegation and sustainable fair exchange by doing the highest priority thing in a way that solves the biggest problems that serve the greatest number of people in humanity. Mm. Those are the keys to a fulfilled
0: life. Mm. Do you believe that this is something within reach of many, many people, nearly everyone, or do we necessarily have to have a structure where um, some people are are just going to be obligated to put their head down and um, go put the doors on the cars the structure, in the factory?
1: The structure in life is going to end up being there based on the degree of awareness of how to apply these principles. Uh, I know many people that have applied these principles that started out impoverished and start out uh, you know, in the challenges of life, and they applied these principles and rose to the top. So it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter where you, wh- what you're going through, what you've been through. It matters as you applying the principles to stand the test of time. I also know that some people are more interested in immediate gratification at this point, mm. and it just doesn't ring a bell yet to them, mm. and they're going to play at a different level of life. So the social structure depends on all those stages. But the question is, is where do you want to play? I, I chose to, I wanted to master my life since I was 18. And I realized that there are seven areas of life that I wanted to master. I wanted to be inspired by my life and have an inspired life on a daily basis. I wanted to create original ideas that serve human beings across the world. I want to have a global business. I want to be financially independent. I want to have a global family that travels the world. I live right now in the world as I sit here. And uh, I also want to have social influence and physical vitality. I'm almost 68. And I got more energy than most people around me. And I want to create some sort of inspired movement of people that, you know, go out and do something extraordinary with their life. All this is achievable. There's nothing stopping any human being from achieving what it is. It's really a dream if they apply the principles that are proven to work. But they may not. They may come up with reasons. They may be extrinsically driven. They may be subordinating and comparing themselves. But anytime you compare yourself to somebody else and put them on a pedestal or on a pit, you're going to minimize yourself or exaggerate yourself instead of be yourself.
0: Ooh, that's um, a fine line there between you know launching into your um, your um, the, the beautiful path of aligning with your values, and um, it's going to take a lot of hard work, focus, dedication, overcoming uh, challenges and setbacks. Uh, however, we don't want to buy into this. I should. I need to. I have to. And so it it feels like a bit of a tightrope where you're trying to preserve that, um, that, that pure form of motivation, uh, instead of, yeah.
1: Yeah. Once you start prioritizing your life, you'll find it. It's not as complex. When I was 27 years old, I was doing a little of everything and I had, you know, finished my 10 years of college and was, you know, starting my little shingle out and working with people and and I didn't know anything about prioritization. I didn't know anything about delegation. And I was just starting out. And I finally hired one assistant. And then I went to the bookstore, Walden's bookstore, and I got a book called The Time Trap by Elliot McKenzie. And when as I was reading that, I was going, boy, this book is for me. I underlined down there everything in it. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a real honest evaluation of how I'm spending my day. And I wrote down every single thing that I did in a day over a three-month period and took a look honestly at how I spent my day. It was was brutally honest. How do I spend my day? And that was every little action step I did over a three-month period. I wrote everything that I might do in that three months. And I broke it down into professional and personal, you know, at work and home. And then the next to it, I wrote another column next to it. There were six columns in all. I wrote down, how much does it produce per hour? Because if I'm not doing anything that serves people, I'm not going to generate an income. But if I'm serving people, I've got an income. And so, what is the income I'm getting by doing that action? Because if I, there's no fulfillment unless you do something of service to somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the fulfillment we need. And the process of doing it, uh, we ask a question what exactly is the highest producing thing we do? Well, hmm. in my case, believe it or not, I discovered for me it was out there sharing and speaking. And the second highest thing was clinically working with clients. And the third was training. And I realized that and it was like, whoa, that's where the most income is. And that's where also the most fulfillment. So in the next column, I wrote down what is the overall meaning on a one to 10 scale for each of these actions. And I found out by putting a 10 on the things that were most inspiring and down a one on the things were least inspiring Hmm. and prioritizing that, I found out again, my speaking and my clinical and my teaching still come up on the top. So I realized that if I don't fill my day with those things, I'm going to, it's going to cost me money gonna cost me energy and enthusiasm for life. So I then went through it and I looked at what would it cost me to hire somebody to do all those other things. And I looked at every cost, not just their salary, but every single cost from the paper clip all the way to you know the training of them to parking cost, you name it. And all of a sudden, I, I then prioritized that according to spread between what I could produce doing that action versus what it would cost. And then I started hiring people. And then when I did, I prioritized it and I'd started delegating and hiring and, and man, it, it liberated me. I went from a one assistant, little 970 square foot office, 18 months later I had. And I realized that now I'm only doing three things. I don't have to be distracted. I don't have to be overwhelmed. I don't have to do any things that I don't love doing. And I never
2: turned back. Hmm. Now
0: in other areas of your life outside of your career and the optimal expression of your unique abilities in your career do you have other um examples where you discover yourself doing something spontaneously without the uh need to motivate and it's you you're you're also a, a a devoted gardener or chess player or something like that
1: well, in my particular case, what I love doing is, I, I mean, it may sound bizarre, but I love researching, writing, and teaching. And I travel. I, I've, you know, I've traveled over 20 million miles in flight and I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of miles in, in, uh, on my ship. So I love that. That's what I love doing. I, I, I play chess occasionally. I go play tennis occasionally. I go surfing occasionally. I do other things, but that's not how I spend most of my day. Because I'd rather be doing the things that are most most important and meaningful. If I happen to sail into a place which got some great surf, I'll go surfing. Mm. If somebody comes along and is a great chess player and, and then challenges me, I'll go play chess. But I don't do low priority things. I just don't. <laughs> take, I, I don't waste my time on that because they devalue me and they are distracting. And some people go, well, that's bizarre, or, you know. Mm. And, and and but most people are afraid to say no to people. Mm. They're 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 fear rejection. And so they get distracted by things, and then deep inside, they're going, this is not really what I want to be doing. I don't waste my time on that. Now, am I social? Sure. But most of my so- social work is when I'm teaching. I'm interacting and helping clients all the time. But I also have social interactions with people in my in my peers that are very powerful people. I've surrounded, I've made a goal to be able to hang out with the people that are movers and shakers on the planet. So I spend time socializing there because that's going to in- increase my education, which is going to help me in teaching. So I made sure I linked everything that I do to what I value most. I always say either go do what you love through delegating or love what you do through linking by asking how specifically is doing this action going to help me fulfill what I value most? And then life on the way, not in the way.
0: Wow, it, it reminds me of uh there's a little bit of a rethinking of this uh need for work-life balance, and it's probably predicated on a dated notion that. Uh, work is a grind and you always have to find uh, chances to keep yourself uh, entertained and engaged outside of work. But you've blended everything together into this beautiful life where you're doing exactly what you want to do every day and uh, continue to. I, I imagine you're uh, probably not envisioning hanging up your, um, your, uh, your, your, your microphone and uh, just sitting on a boat or, or surfing every day either
1: well, i'm I, I live on a ship, and I could be you know, I could be relaxed on the ship if I wanted to. I've got a, a beautiful ship that I own, and uh, so I could do that, but you know i i'm I'm right here, and this is my uh, let's see my third podcast. I got another podcast, I got another clubhouse and another seminar tonight, and I've already done another presentation this morning. so i I keep a full day doing what I love doing, and I'm researching and writing in between that, writing articles or researching. And people say, well, that's a bizarre thing. You don't need to do that. You're independently wealthy. You know, people, why do you do that? And I mm-hmm. say, because I can. There was a time when I couldn't. I didn't mm. read. I had a speech impediment when I was a child. I was told I would never be able to read, write, or communicate, never mount. But at 18, my life changed. And I I got the opportunity to discover that I could learn and I could discover that I could speak properly. So I love doing it. It's been a dream of mine to do that. So I don't have a desire to get away from it. I don't need a break from it. People ask me, what do you do to chill out? I go, I don't need to chill out. Chill outs for people that have Monday morning blues, Wednesday hunt days, thank God it's Fridays and week friggin' ends. And they want to take a break. They want to take a vacation and they want to get retired. I have no desire for that. That's none of that is in my vocabulary.
0: Uh, you briefly mentioned that, that difficult circumstances you uh, went through in your youth, and we can read more about that on your website. And I'm curious, I mean, you are a pretty pretty high motor guy here, cranking uh, day in, day out for years and decades. Do you think that um, that difficult beginning um, served as some type of catalyst that, to, to burn the flame that continues to burn for, for years and decades later?
1: Uh, Well, no, when I was a kid, I don't think it's just that. When I was a child, uh, I was into baseball from age four, just almost four years old, three something to four to about 13. And I love baseball and I was pretty diligent in playing ball, whatever time I had my glove and my ball in my hand, sometimes baseball was very important to me. Then surfing at age 13, well, I, I started surfing at nine. But at age 13, I really took, a, took a, a you know serious engagement of it. And for the next five years, until I was 18, I went on to surf in you know, 40-foot waves and got in some surf movies and whew, magazines and stuff. I, I, I went full on into it and lived in Hawaii on the North Shore, surfed pipeline and Sunset Beach and Waimea Bay and Outer Reef and all kinds of places. But... Then I found out at age 18, well, actually a week before my 18th birthday, that by a, a speaker I happened to attend and listen to, which I never did, but night, and this guy inspired me to think that maybe I could overcome my learning problems, learn how to speak properly and read properly, and and become intelligent. I I was body intelligent when it came to surfing, and sports. I just wasn't intellectually intelligent, but I had a void there and I had a drive there. And I thought, wow, that would be great if I could read properly. So I I picked up my first book, and the guy, the book I picked up was Chico's Organic Gardening and Natural Living, because the hippie on the front looked like me, because I had long hair and a beard at the time. And I thought, if that sucker can write the book, I bet I could read it. And that was my first
2: book I ever opened up and tried to go from page. To
1: A GED and try to go back and learn how to read, and it was a slow, steady process. But I eventually conquered it by huh. memorizing day in a dictionary until I was my vocabulary was strong enough to pass school, and I returned to school. And now I'm a scholar. So, you know, if you stay with something that inspires you, that's high in your values, eventually you gain a specialty that leads the field. So I, I'm I'm absolutely I am absolutely certain how important values are. I just happened to find that that was my highest value from that day on. And I, you know, I, I had a fantasy about being an international sex symbol, you know, like a Hugh Hefner or something like that. But I find no evidence of that. <laughs> no <laughs> evidence of that. <laughs> so I don't go by, I don't go where I don't excel. I go where I do excel. Mm. And where I excel is learning and reading now and,
0: and teaching today. Um, that's an important uh, clarification point, even though you you put it as a joke. Um, if we're going through this exercise and trying to uh, determine our values and our, our highest calling, and we get um, diverted or distracted by a fantasy, um, there must be a way to correct correct course. And you realize that you weren't destined to be uh, the next Hugh Hefner, and so you kind of like lock down and, and uh, turn back onto the the appropriate road. Um, how might someone do that if they're some there's some delusional or uh, things that are it's, in it's, the it's, mix, like it's I, you know, really I simple. It. <laughs> okay.
1: It, it, it's really simple. Uh, anything you need motivation to do is not you. <laughs> and anything you hear yourself saying should, ought, you're to, supposed to, got to, have to, must, need to, ain't you. And anything that you're not consistently, spontaneously, intrinsically driven to do ain't you. So pay close attention to what you're doing. Your life demonstrates your values. Your actions speak louder than all words. And the only reason you have words that don't match those highest values is because you're comparing yourself to the world around you and trying to get you to live in other people's values or others to get to live in your values, both of which are futile instead of utile. And both of them will actually drain you. And they're designed to drain you because they're inauthentic. You know, when you're acting down on people and trying to get them to live in your values, you're inauthentic, you're proud, you're cocky, you're exaggerating yourself. When you're minimizing yourself and looking up to others and trying to live in their values, again, you're minimizing yourself. It's not you. And so neither one of those work. But when you actually have equanimity within you and a balanced equity between you and others and see them as equals, and you care enough to do what you love in terms of what they love, man, you now have sustainable fair exchange and you create an unstoppable momentum achievement. And this is where the power is. And this is not hard to do. It's not rocket science. It's simply pay close attention to your life. And most people are afraid of rejection and fear of not fitting in. And because they don't believe in themselves, because they're not living by their highest values, your confidence and belief in yourself goes up when you're living by highest values and goes down when you're living by lower values. So anytime you're trying to be somebody you're not, you're going to have disbelief in yourself, self-depreciation. Some people call it sabotage. I don't. I just call it feedback. Mm. It's feedback to you to let you know you're not being authentic.
0: Mm. Right. We can see how easily it is to build up momentum in that direction because you've ignored your your calling and your values. And so now you've, you know, you've kind of wired these paths where you're performing below potential and you're you're building in distraction every day rather than um high priority tasks.
1: I, I had I had dinner and lunch with Earl Maynard. Now Earl Maynard has been Mr. Olympius, Olympiad or whatever it is uh, universe, pardon me, Mr. Universe twice. And he's been a great, uh, uh, you know, world-class wrestler. And he's also been in the movies, been about 10, 12 movies, major movies. And, um, you know, he said, I'm going to bodybuild and I'm going to be the most powerful and most, uh, you know, strongest man in the world. That was his goal. And he did. He became the most perfectly formed and most powerful and strongest guy that was that lived. And it was lovely chatting with him. He's inspired. He's enthused. He's grateful. He loves what he's doing. He's present. He's certain about his path. He knows what it is. He's one of the more congruent people you meet. And when you see people, that are congruent. They don't. They don't have to question who they are. They don't have to, you know, fit in. They 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 allow themselves to be themselves, and they automatically lead and inspire and exemplify what's possible for others. So this is a real, a real gentleman that's really inspired by what he does. He lives in Barbados. Barbados two days ago. And um, it's just amazing what this what this man's accomplished, Go if you go look him up. But what this is, is a congruency. I, I've been studying people that are excellers, great philosophers, great religious leaders, great scientists, great Nobel Prize winners, great business leaders, great celebrities. I don't care what it is, even supermodels, Anything, anybody that's going out and doing something extraordinary I've been watching and looking and paying attention to how congruent they are. I guarantee you, congruency between what it is that's highest on your value and your actions leads the pack.
0: Hmm, Sure. It's going to be a recipe for success. So I guess um, we should probably get some summary points for the listener to 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 kick into gear here. Um, dutifully uh, inspired. I'm not going to say motivated, but uh, you know, awakened. And so I guess the first step would be to spend some time uh, determining your true values, your highest values, what you spontaneously enjoy. What did you say spontaneously enjoy doing every day without having to be motivated?
1: Yes. Yeah, something that you spontaneously do that nobody has to remind you to do or motivate you to do that you love doing that makes a difference in the world. Because I guarantee you that if you go do something, it's not a narcissistic thing where you just sacrifice everybody for you because you're just self-absorbed. That's not what it is. The thing that you love doing most is the thing that allows you to wake up your creative genius. When a boy is doing his video games and he loves his video games, the second he conquers a game, he wants to go to a more advanced game and solve a problem of that. People who are living congruently are problem solvers, and they look for ever greater problems in the world in humanity to solve. There's a gentleman that lives here on the ship that I live on. is amazing. He he's um he's he's got four thousand thirty patents. He's the most patented individual in the world. He's a multi billionaire, amazing guy, extremely bright guy. I mean, I love conversing with him, having dinners and lunches and stuff with him. Absolutely one of the brightest men on the planet, and he absolutely loves it. You can see he's inspired. He's grateful. He loves. He's in. He's enthused. He's certain about his, his, what he does. He's the most knowledgeable person in the world of optics. And you know, here's a guy who who's, doesn't have to work. He gives $250 to a half a billion dollars a year away in philanthropy. And people who pursue what they love and do what they love, and they pursue a, a career with meaning, they lead to philanthropy. And people who are doing something that is making money without meaning, they lead to diratchery. <laughs> debauchery, and debauchery is, a, is, a, is an immediate gratifying wolf of wall street mentality hmm. money without meaning uh-huh. it's so important to find the path of meaning as aristotle said the middle path between the excess and deficiency of vices in the virtue of the moderate temperate path of absolute inspiration that is that is a that's a very powerful tool and exemplifier of what's possible in human beings and i've been watching people for 44 years about values and I, I'm certain that those are the, it's worth taking the time to go on the website and do that little 30-minute exercise and do it again a week from now and a month from now and a quarter from now and make sure you really are honest with your answers, not BS yourself. If you are honest with your answers, it'll be a goldmine. If you BS yourself, you're gonna,
0: I would advise you to do it again. <laughs> you, you get a big, big red uh, beep at the end of your test. Hey, you're, you're BSing again. We remember you. Come on now. Be honest with yourself. Oh, I love it. Well, if you can't be honest with yourself, it's
1: because you're afraid of what other people think about you, and you're still subordinating to outer authorities. You're Oof. playing second and in better instead of being first, and you're not being a leader, you're being a follower. I don't want to follow a culture. I want to lead a culture. I want to birth a culture. And so that's that's the difference. People who give themselves permission to live by intrinsic values, they have the voice and the vision on the inside, louder than all opinions on the outside. But people that try to live by lower values, they have the outer voice on the outside dictating it, and they shut down their voice and vision on the inside.
0: Mm. Beautiful, Dr. John D. Martini. What a show. Thank you so much. And listeners, please head over to it's DRD Martini, so drdmartini.com and, and perform the exercise. That's the least we can do. Thank you so much for for giving this this, this gift to everyone and, and putting it out there. There's so much more to engage in. Uh, at the website and uh, love your podcast. So I'm going to send people over there to the D Martini Show. Very, very powerful. No wasted time or energy. You're getting some hard-hitted. Uh, some of those shows are shorter in length, but they're worth listening to two or three times. Hopefully, the same for for this discussion. It was a great privilege. I thank you so much. Thank
1: you, Brad. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show, and thanks for the questions, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with your 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 audience it means a lot thank you
0: thanks listeners too i want to talk about the best magnesium supplement from bioptimizers did you know that magnesium is believed to be one of the most widely deficient micronutrients that it's involved in 600 different enzyme reactions in the body and that 75 percent of modern citizens fail to get enough from their diets This is due to depleted soil, missing the truly magnesium-rich foods, and stressful lifestyle patterns depleting magnesium levels. It's definitely one of the most important supplements, and BiOptimizers has a sensational product called Magnesium Breakthrough, the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress relief and better sleep. Visit magbreakthrough.com/brad and you get an incredibly informative page on how the product will benefit you and the best ways to use it. You'll also save 10% on that page or by using the code BRAD10 at checkout. Try the product with a full money-back guarantee from Buy Optimizers. Visit magbreakthrough.magbreakthrough.com/brad or use the code BRAD10 at checkout.